Pastor Katie. Thank Thomas as well for another good uh, children's time. It does uh, this pastor's heart good to uh, hear when children have the right answers. Uh, just hand them the microphone, Thomas. Just let them go. They know the answers. That's really cool. Uh, and it's okay not to know the answers as well. Uh, I did have one of our 815 uh, people say to me this morning as they were leaving, um, this Jonah thing is really cool, but the story would be way better if it was Jonah who ate the really big fish as opposed to the other way around. Uh, it would be interesting, but I think the, the story would lose some of its pizzazz. Um, so we are starting this, this Jonah sermon series for the month of February. There are four Sundays and there are four chapters in the book of Jonah. Jonah is one of the shorter prophetic works. Um, those four chapters have a, a combined 48 verses. So, again, it is a, a relatively small uh, book in our scripture, uh, but it is one that has a lot of things that we can talk about. And so we are beginning today the sermon series, Jonah, the Pouty Prophet. Jonah chapter 1. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, saying, Go at once to Nineveh, the great city, and crowd against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah set out to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid his fare and he went on board to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, and such a mighty storm came upon the sea that the ship threatened to break up. Then the mariners were afraid, and each cried to his God. They threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. Jonah, meanwhile, had gone down into the hold of the ship and had laid down and was fast asleep. The captain came and said to him, What are you doing sound asleep? Get up, call on your God. Perhaps the God will spare us a thought so that we do not perish. The sailors said to one another, Come, let us cast lots so that we know on whose account this calamity has come upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. Then they said to him, tell us why this calamity has come upon us. What is your occupation? Where do you come from? What is your country? And of what people are you? I am a Hebrew, he replied. I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Then the men were even more afraid and they said to him, what is this that you have done? For the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord because he had told them so. Then they said to him, What shall we do to you that the sea may quiet down for us? For the sea was growing more and more contemptuous. He said to them, Pick me up and throw me into the sea. Then the sea will quiet down for you, for I know that it is because of me that this great storm has come upon you. Nevertheless, the men rowed hard 
to bring the ship back to land, but they could not, for the sea grew more and more stormy against them. Then they cried out to the Lord, Please, O Lord, we pray, do not let us perish on account of this man's life. Do not make us guilty of innocent blood, for you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. So they picked Jonah up, and they threw him into the sea, and the sea ceased from its raging. Then the men feared the Lord even more, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. But the Lord provided a large fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? God, we pray that we we can hear what it is that you would have us to hear today with clarity. We pray that we can find some intersection between Jonah's story and our own. And we pray that the preacher be nothing more than just a vessel, an instrument of your grace. We pray these things through Christ our Lord. Amen. Jonah is similar to other prophets in Scripture in his reluctance to go and do as God instructs. But Jonah is different in the fact that unlike, say, uh, Moses or Isaiah or even Jeremiah, who used their tongue to say, uh, not me, I'm, I'm not the one, no way. Um, Jonah doesn't use his tongue to say no, Jonah uses his feet. God wants to use Jonah for a greater purpose. God wants Jonah to go to Nineveh uh, to proclaim a word to them there, but Jonah does not want to go. God has this greater purpose for Jonah, so God interrupts and disrupts Jonah's life. And Jonah flees. Fleeing God is a a main theme in uh, the book of Jonah. And unlike Isaiah and other prophets, Jonah does not say, here I am, when the voice of God speaks. He just runs. There is no, here I am, with his voice. There is only, well, there I go, with his feet. In a book that some of you are are probably familiar with, uh, Herman Melville's Moby Dick, there's a a character uh, named Father Mapple. Father Mapple is the preacher at Wellman's Chapel. Father Mapple names Jonah's sin in the book as willful disobedience. Willful disobedience. And he says, if we obey God, we must disobey ourselves. And it is in the disobeying of ourselves wherein the hardness of obeying God consists. 
To obey God is to disobey ourselves, our wants, our interests, our desires. It is to prioritize God's intention for our life over our own. And Jonah didn't quite get that. Because it's hard to get. So Jonah tries to escape. But there is no escaping God. There's no escaping God. There's just disobeying God's call in your life to go and do and be as God would have you to do and be. God is is constantly pursuing us. Just like someone who loses a coin or a shepherd who loses one sheep. God is constantly running after us, chasing us down, trying to get a hold of us. In the vigor of God's pursuit, it increases when we flee like Jonah. There's this wonderful poem written by Francis Thompson called The Hound of Heaven. And I want to share just a little bit of it with you this this morning to, to, to further emphasize the way in which God is constantly pursuing us. I fled him down the nights and down the days. I fled him down the arches of the years. I fled him down the labyrinth ways of my own mind and in the midst of my tears. I hid from him and under running laughter. Up vested hopes I sped and shot precipitated. Adown titanic glooms of chasm fears from those strong feet that followed, followed after but with unhurrying chase and unperturbed pace, deliberate speed, majestic instancy they beat. And a voice beat, more instant than feet, all things betray thee who betrayest me. God is constantly out of love chasing us down. There's no escape from the hound of heaven. There's only obedience or disobedience. And sometimes in God's loving pursuit of us, it may be the case that there must be a really big fish to make us stop. And if not a really big fish, then, then something, some disruption, some interruption, something that causes us to pause and to realize that there is no escaping the loving grace of God's call in our life to be God's children. 
God's pursuit is most evident, not in the three days that Jonah spent in the belly of a fish, but in the three days that Jesus' body lay in a tomb. So why keep running? Why keep running? God has gone to great lengths to reconcile God's self to you. Three days. Not in a fish, but in a tomb. God is pursuing you. Even now, even in this moment, whether you realize it or not, God is pursuing you. Don't flee. There is no fleeing. Only obedience or disobedience. There is only an acknowledgement or a disregarding. We would do well just to say, here I am, Lord. Here I am. Here I am just as I am. Weary from all of the running, with all my fears and failures, aching bones and burdened mind, apprehensive, confused, lost, terrified. Here I am just as I am with all of my, my pride and all of my misguided priorities, with all of my hypocrisy, with all of my imperfection, with all of my woes and all of my grief, here I am, just as I am, no more running. Here I am with my brokenness, just as I am without one plea tossed about in the storms of life with my doubts and my fightings. Here I am with the sacrifice that is my life given to you in response to your life given for me. Here I am. We would do well to say it. Here I am just as I am. No more running. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.